and welcome to the Adaptation Station podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm a former special education teacher and currently an ABA therapist at a private center. This podcast is filled with tips and tricks for not only being the best special education teacher you can be in the classroom, but living the best life you can live outside of the classroom as well. After all, I'm all about balance. Hope you guys are excited. Let's jump on in. Hi everybody, today's podcast is all about boom learning and I wanted to put a note at the beginning of the podcast. If you're hearing this message right now, it means that you most likely are eligible for a free boom learning account. When you go to boomlearning.com, you'll see an orange box. It'll say, is your school impacted by COVID-19? You may be eligible for a free account. Click here to learn more. Click on that orange box and you'll see that new members can get a free ultimate membership through June 2020. Just enter through that link and you'll be able to set up a completely free ultimate boom learning account. I wanted to make sure you all knew that before we launch into the podcast. And if you want to know more about boom learning, just keep listening. Hi, everybody. Today's podcast is all about boom learning. Boom Learning is a super valuable tool that a lot of teachers are using to access their students in a time of distance learning. This podcast is going to walk you through what Boom Learning is, give you some tips for setting up and running your classroom, and then answer a couple of questions that I've gotten about Boom Learning. So if you've been wanting to get this going, but you've had a lot of questions, hopefully this podcast will help. If you don't know what Boom Learning is, Boom Cards are interactive, paperless, self-grading cards that allow students to practice skills assigned by their teachers. Boom Learning has free accounts and paid accounts. The starter account is free. In that account, you can have up to five students in the account and they'll all be in the same section. For the paid accounts, you can have more students depending on what you need. And there are three different levels for the paid accounts. There's a basic account, a power account, and an ultimate account. That basic account will allow you to have three different sections and 50 students. The power account bumps you up to five sections with 150 students, and the ultimate account bumps you up to eight sections with 200 students. For most self-contained teachers, I'd recommend that basic account. And if you happen to have less than five students, then that starter account is going to be perfectly fine. The great thing about boom cards is you get a lot of data on the student. Let's take the example identifying coins. Let's say you have Johnny do an identifying coins set. You wouldn't just get a score saying that he got 16 out of 20 right. You could go and look at those four wrong cards to see specifically where he struggled. So maybe you could go to the identifying dime card and you could see that he accidentally chose quarter before he chose dime. That's really good information to be able to track where he's making those errors. You're going to get their fluency scores, how long it took them to complete a card. You'll also get the date that they did the card. So if you're trying to transfer this data into a data book, it's super helpful to have you, help you have an accurate representation of what happened during that work session. I think this is an invaluable tool for any self-contained teacher still attempting to take data on IEP goals while distance learning. And the great thing about Boom Cards is you can use it on any device, a phone, a tablet, a computer, anywhere that has internet access. So now we're going to jump into setting up and running a classroom. Once you make that account, you'll see an option to manually set up your classroom. Once you do that, you can assign students into your classroom and start assigning them tasks. You'll see that there are two different options, fast play versus signing into an account. Fast play allows students to complete the task without signing in. 
So this is great if maybe you don't need any data collected, but you just wanted to send a fun spring counting activity home so parents had a new resource to work on with their students or their children, my apologies. You could just send out that link, parents could click it, it would open up the activity, but you wouldn't get any data. Students have to sign in so it captures the data under their name. Signing in is called a hyperplay link and I'm using Boom Learning with several of my clients in my ABA center and I'm having them all sign in because again, like I said, that data component is going to be so helpful with helping to determine what to assign, how to assign, and giving support during this time. You do not have to assign all of the same decks to your students. You can have students do individual cards. I'm going to tell you guys to go check out the Boom Learning support page because there's a lot in there and I'll tell you specifically where to look. So for this one, if you are in your classroom and you're assigning a task but you can't figure out how to make it available for students A and B and D but not student C, you'll want to go to Teaching with Boom Learning and then click on Assigning and Unassigning Boom Cards. You'll see a lot of support there as well as visuals to help you figure out how to do this. Another question I got was about the confidentiality piece. Students will only see their work when they sign in. So it's not like Johnny's going to be able to go in and see what tasks Alex is doing and Alex's score. But if you're still concerned, I'd recommend using a different system. When I was teaching in the classroom, I color-coded all of my students, and I used this to organize for IEP bins, IEP binders, all of that type of thing. So I probably would have done the same. I wouldn't have had Johnny, Alex, and Stephanie in my roster. I would have had red student, purple student, blue student, and that would have matched whatever their data collection system was, and it would allow me to see what student was working but keep that confidentiality with another layer. I got several questions about assigning Boom Decks into Google Classroom and Seesaw, and the answer in a nutshell is yes, because you can post links in Google Classroom and Seesaw that will direct you back to Boom Learning to complete the task. The nice thing about this is if you go to that Boom Learning support page and you scroll all the way to the problem to their troubleshooting section, you will see a support video that helps you integrate into Google Classroom. And from what I understand, that integration tool can be used in a variety of platforms. It's a short video, it's helpful, so definitely go check it out if you're trying to use Google Classroom and you're still struggling to get your boom cards pushed out. And you will be able to tell how many times students have completed a deck. All of that will be on that data page. And if you need to make sure that you can have uh, multiple play options, but once you have that selected, you will be able to have them do it multiple times. And then for giving boom cards in a certain order, in boom, students will see all the decks are assigned to them. So if you want students to complete them in a certain order, I recommend sending a schedule of what you want them to do. Again, from what I understand, in different platforms like Google Classroom, you can have schedules, but for me, again, as an ABA therapist who might not be using any platform like that, I might just send an email to the families saying, choose one of the three math, one of the three reading, and one of the three matching tasks to do each day. So there are different ways that you can support students with completing tasks, just using different tools available. This last part of the podcast is going to go into a couple of frequently asked questions that I got. The first one was how to reduce a number in a deck. I do have a tutorial that I linked in the description of this podcast that walks you through how to do that. But yes, 
in a nutshell you can. For example, I have a couple of boom decks that actually have 72 different flashcards in it, but I walk you through how to reduce it so students only see 20 cards at a time. In that instance, students will have to play that deck multiple times to get through all 72 cards, but it was an easy way for me to just assign one deck to a family and they would have plenty of work to do for the next three weeks, but they wouldn't be seeing the same exact cards each time. And if you're curious about that, it's just a two-page document with picture supports that help you do that, but it's a really valuable tool if you have big decks that you need to break apart. I got a question about purchasing on TPT versus purchasing on Boom. I'm going to explain the advantages and disadvantages per my own store. I don't really have the ability to speak for any other seller, but I can tell you for me, when I put things up on TPT, you're going to get the Boom Learning link, but you'll also often get the interactive PDF, which can be used offline. And a lot of times you'll get a worksheet or task code or something else that supports the concept. So none of my TPT listings are Boom only. My TPT listing will have a variety of options with the Boom card in there. So that's a great option if you need multiple exemplars and you want to be able to access a lot of material. For my store, Boom Learning is a better option if maybe you just need to grab one or two decks that target specific skills. So again, as an example, I have a listing in my store called Basic Skills. And so in that listing, there's alphabet ID, number ID, counting, beginning sounds. You get access to all of that interactive PDFs, and Boom links. It's a great value if you're having students working on multiple skills at that level. When you go to the Boom Learning Store, you can buy every single title individually. So it doesn't save you as much money if you're going to buy all nine, but let's say you only need the counting one because that's a specific IEP goal you're working on. You can download that individual listing for a much more affordable price. I hope that makes sense. So for my store, if you need a lot to go to TPT, you're going to get a better value. And if you just need one or two to target something super specific, go to Boom Learning. That's going to be more affordable. And the last question I got was about uploading a paid purchase onto Boom. And I wanted to make this super clear because I think this is something that a lot of people are struggling with. If the TPT listing does not specifically say in the title and or the description that it is for Boom, then you can't use it in Boom. And I know a lot of sellers right now are trying to get their stores caught up. So you might see instances where some products are on Boom and some aren't. I'm having that issue right now. I, I am trying to add Boom cards to all of my products, but I'm not there yet. So you might buy one product and there is a Boom link, and then you might buy another product and there is no Boom link. And if there's no Boom link, you can't take the interactive PDF and put it up on Boom. So just make sure you're closely reading those listings and don't hesitate to reach out to a seller if you want to know if there is a Boom access available. I hope these questions helped you understand a little bit more about how Boom Learning can be used in the classroom. And again, click the link in my profile to see that tutorial for reducing cards. And I am rapidly adding Boom cards to my store and my husband is helping me. So if there is a concept that you really need a Boom card for, don't hesitate to let me know. I'll catch you guys in the next podcast. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. If you like what you heard, I would greatly appreciate if you left me some feedback. And if you want to hear more, go ahead and give me a follow. While you're at it, come say hi on social media. You can find me at Adaptation Station on Instagram, Facebook, 
Pinterest, and AdaptationStation.net. It's taco night in my house, so I'm going to go have a delicious dinner and a margarita, and I will talk to you guys again next Friday. <laughs>